Establishing a business is more challenging than ever. Business owners have all the information at their fingertips, and various competitors create their own styles to appeal to the audience. However, a business is not as simple as getting the product out. You need to consider the people behind them. How do you create an environment where your people can stay motivated with clear goals? Tune in as Michael Peterson talks with Mark Samuel on the key concepts to building a successful business and why company culture has lost its intended meaning. Don't miss this exciting episode. I want to welcome you to the Dominate Your Market podcast. Today's guest is an impressive guy. Mark Samuel is the founder and CEO of I1 Organics, a plant-based food company that makes snacks and cereals from plant proteins like peas, beans, and brown rice. I1 snacks can be found in over 5,000 stores nationwide, including Kroger's, Wegmans, Sprouts, Whole Foods, Vitamin Shop, Safeway, Rouse, Brookshires, and online at iwantorganics.com, Amazon, and Thrive Market. Their mission is to help others with their health and nutrition journey. Mark also has a very popular podcast called Let's Eat, where he is supporting other food brands, which I think is super cool, along with a second podcast to win. Hey, Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is, I have to admit, a little bit of a, not of a fanboy. I'm not a fanboy of anybody. I've been around world-class athletes all my life, but I will say your products are freaking amazing. That mesquite barbecue protein sticks, the bomb, man, the bomb. We appreciate that. Oh yeah. No, when I came across them and I had to look at the ingredients, I was like, Ooh, okay. This is pretty good stuff. And then the taste is just unfreaking believable. So I eat about six bags a week. So I probably should own some stock in your company. I don't know if you're not public yet, but I should probably own some stock. We appreciate that a lot. Yeah, no worries. But yeah, I feel like we're kindred souls. Reading your bio, fitness, nutrition, all of that. I'm closing in on 50 years of fitness, 50. And healthy eating is at the top of my list. And so it's, uh, it's pretty cool to come across your brand. But hey, what's going on in your world right now that's exciting you? What, is there anything going on right this minute that's pretty cool you want to share with everybody? There's nothing too exciting right now. Work has really been cumbersome. We're, it's a, it's, we're in a tough spot where we're at with our brand, as many are in our space. I wish that I could say that there's something exciting going on. Finishing up soccer season for the kids, I'd say that's oh, nice. probably a highlight. I enjoy doing that. But work has been really stressful is oh. the best way to describe it. So that's, what, that's what's been on the plate as far as focus the last few months. How many kids do you have? Two. And their ages? Six and eight. Oh, you are a busy Yeah, we're man. pretty busy. Yeah, it's busy. Yeah, I've got a 27 and a 24-year-old. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I miss it a little bit. But so tell me tell me how the brand was launched and just how it came to be. The last couple of ventures I was in were in health and wellness, which is something I, I live by. And so I wanted to get into food and beverage. I wasn't sure what that would look like, but I keyed in on maybe some savory snacks was something that I looked at that could be higher in protein and or fiber. So I looked at what types of sources would be out there. So I liked legumes, which is peas and our beans. And that's just how, that's how we really got it started as I focused on one product to, to get it going. And now we're six years, seven years later, and here we are. That's incredible. So how many products now do you have? Um, we have a, what I consider to be our puff and our sticks line, which is our salty snack um, line. Um, that's an extruded product. Uh, it's a baked product. Uh, and then we have a cereal line also, of course, uh, extruded and baked. Uh, so those are the two lines, but we do have a new product 
um, that should be launching in the next three or four weeks, which is a, another salty snack. Ah, nice. That's awesome. I love how you named the company. I won. I'm winning on nutrition. That to me, like full blown resonated with me. I was like, Oh, I like that because I've been a fitness guy, like I said, forever. And was a D1 college athlete, almost made the Olympic Games in the track and field. I just dig that whole vibe, right? That whole nutrition, health, and it's just, a, it's super cool. But what would you say the biggest challenge has been since you've launched the brand? What Just give our listeners some ideas of kind of what you've been through and some of the challenges, ups and downs, things like that. It's very cash intensive. What we call C- the CPG category is specifically food and beverage. It's really cash intensive. So you need a lot more cash than you anticipated. G- margins are tough. So the big key piece to the dr- and driver of your business is all about margin. Um, and it's very difficult, specifically over the last 12 to 18 months, to key in on, on that margin, sustain the margin that's required because ingredient prices have gone up, transit prices have gone up, and relationships that you had as far as manufacture, as far as manufacturing have wavered a bit because they too also are running on margin. And oftentimes mm-hmm. it's at, it's, it's at your, it's at your, it's, it's, it, that's the key pieces. And I would assume like, even when you deal with some of these bigger companies, Sprouts, Whole Foods, I'm sure the payment situations, what, 30, 60, 90 days, 120. Yeah, that that's normal though. I'll go back to it, but they're also on margin, right? Everybody's and it's rightfully, everybody has to try and make money. Unfortunately, brands are often left to figure out how to do that. Uh, and there, there isn't a lot left after you not only have paid for cost of goods sold, and then you're moving the product, and then you have fees associated with your distributors, and they're taking margin and things, and, and this just it goes on and on. And at the end of the day, when you have your own business to run, your own G and things of that nature, it makes it difficult to operate a profitable business. So you, it's a cash intensive business. You're going back to the original comment. So if you were to do it all over again. Would you still do it knowing what you know now? No, no, I wouldn't. No, and I'm very forthright. People know me. I speak very transparently. I wouldn't, if the situation was different, maybe if I had a different access to capital, if it were financed different, I knew what was around the corner as far as uh, a little bit of understanding what was around the corner as far as the category in itself, as far as this a complete CPG vertical would be uh, helpful. But it's it does. My answer though doesn't take away from the fact that I am still not interested in what we're doing. See, I'm so far down this path. There's many times I could have just called it quits, and the reason I'm not is because I believe still in what we're doing. So I wouldn't start it over though. I wouldn't be a ground zero to start it over knowing what I know, but I would, however, continue on the path if we have the opportunity to go down and continue what we're doing. I appreciate your transparency because a lot of people might fluff it up or whatever and make it sound all lovely, but you're being raw and authentic. And I'm all about that. Like that yellow book you see right behind me is, it's just a You would like it because you're a fitness guy. Chapter one, don't bullshit yourself. Literally, that's first chapter. Don't bullshit yourself. I just go right at it. It's interesting because how do you feel with social media? You know, you get all these influencers out there. And I follow a couple of these. I call them, you guys are all young kids compared to me. You're all young kids. But I don't know if you know of Christian Guzman of the Energy Drink 3D. And then you've got his buddy, Max Tuning, yeah. Sour Strips. Yeah. Like you see these guys, right? And definitely Christian Guzman, like 
just a freak. Obviously, he's got two or three massive companies now. But you look at that and obviously the whole thing was driven by social media at the beginning. The whole thing, they would have nothing without their social media. How do you feel social media plays a role, especially like in CPG, even like now, did you rely on social media or how did you get your start in the sense of, did you have any connections at all? Or did you go like literally ground zero? Yeah, I was late to the party with that. And I'm also a little bit older than those guys. They're, they are part of that YouTube generation. Yep. And so what, and there are millions just like them. They just, those other million didn't do what they did. I have a lot of respect for those guys. I know exactly who you're talking about. There are brands also who have done the same, who have done the same. I can name one only because I feel like they're so related. There's a supplement brand called Ghost. For instance, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Part of that generation, and they are really smart people. Number one, two is they understand that environment, they understand social media and what that means, the influencer relationship, yes. what that means, and they have a cause like they, they actually were trying to do something and still do. They're focused on something as far as uh, adding value to other people's lives. And if you intersect those things and you execute properly, the fourth one, which nobody does, that's the difference, right? If you intersect them and execute properly, you build what they did and will and build what they'll continue to. And I have a lot of respect for those guys and people like them. Yeah. Now, have you leaned in on influencer marketing at all? Like as far as social media, are you like doing what they're doing at all? And we, I would say that I'm not, I built a personal brand and building one on LinkedIn. And that's because maybe that's a, a testament to my age. So I'm just a little bit older than I, I'm 43 now. 43, 43, 43. I know. I asked the same question. I'm building something there that's just been organic and almost in the same way that they would have on YouTube or something. And it's just building a tribe is how people describe it these days. You're building a community. They built the gym sharks of the world. Another oh, one yeah. is a really great example. Yep. He was first. That guy was first. If you look back at the original concept, even the, even the name, even the original, oh. logo, it doesn't relate to what it, but he stayed committed and he was trying to do something great. And he's a smart guy. And that's that. So when you're consistent like that, when you're early to a platform, when you are building something bigger than yourself, things happen for those few that do it. For me, I'm building something that's growing, which is really cool. I've got a, you know what I consider a great community there. As far as our brand, which is really important is we have a, a lot of influencers. I call them micro-influencers. These are just people who really love our snacks, but we've never gone really super hard into the big influencers and giving them whatever you need to give them, paying a bunch of money and, right. and or equity and the like. It's definitely a path to be able to, you can do that, but our brand isn't built like that. We're really focused on, on just long-term, consistent, sustainable growth and through our core demographic, which is families and moms and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats on the LinkedIn, by the way. 50,000 is pretty impressive. Yeah, that was so, this morning. Yeah. That was interesting. I love it, man. I'm grinding at 10,000. It's all good. Yeah. No, no. It, it was cool. But hey, in reading more information about you as well, I know culture and just your company is important to you. So what does culture mean to you and what lessons can you give the listeners as far as, oh, culture is such a buzzword, right? Oh, culture. And 
I think a lot of people are writing books on it and all that stuff, but what does it mean to you and your company? I don't really use the word culture. I'm with you. I don't even know what that really means anymore. Everybody just uses it to try to reinforce something that they don't even really have going on. To me, uh, it's really simple. You you build something with, with a clear uh, vision. It has a mission. It has a purpose. And you're a good enough guy or gal to bring on other people and manage other people and let them have autonomy as far as what they're doing on the team. And when you do that, and also I use the term intersect where you allow all those things to intersect and you, and you're consistent with things you've said from day one until year three, you're building something really cool at your company. And what are you building? You're building an environment where people enjoy coming to work. Now, if somebody wants to call that culture, (laughs) then great. I just call it a really clear indication that you're doing something right. Again, think about how simple this is. Have a vision, right? Describe that vision, articulate it to your team. It has to have a mission, a purpose, things that people understand where you're going and why. And then hire people and let them do what you said you were hiring them for. That's an awesome environment. It's that yeah, simple. Yeah. So. So, so it's definitely not, yeah. I've had a couple of clients of mine that were just monsters, basically, really, truly monsters. Just the way they just demeaned their employees and just beat the crap out of them. And I was like, this is not even, this isn't even real. But I literally, and I fired the client, by the way, this one, because it was just insane. And he sent a young girl to, to, uh, uh, a psychologist to a therapist. She, he, he literally traumatized her. And I just thought, dude, what is wrong with you, man? Seriously, just crazy stuff. But okay. So if you could give advice to a startup, what would that advice be? Oh, there's a lot of advice. Patience is probably my go-to. It takes a lot longer than you, as far as getting to any semblance of what the company can be, should be, what you may term as being successful or not being successful. I just, patience is a core, core asset that's required. You need to have that in the back pocket. And sometimes that comes with maturity. So it it's, uh, at least it had for me is understanding as I've gotten more mature, I have kids now there, there, it, there's just uh, something that comes along with that is a real value add. And it's, I describe it as patience. Would you, when you say patience, would you almost like, if somebody had a time frame, would you almost tell double it? Yeah, it's a, no, it's like quadruple it. Oh, you're um, kidding, really? Yeah, yeah. Like for us, wow. again, six or seven, when I've told people we're six or seven years, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going, that's nothing. Like for us to, if we have the chance to get to year eight, nine, that's just a blessing. But the breakout stories and brand, unless they were just a hockey stick growth, they had tons of capital and they could pour in sales that way. But the ones that you hear about that eventually make it, really make it, they've been around a long time, yeah. 12 years, 13, 14. You're like, wow, that's, that's a real overnight success. Yeah. You have no idea. Those are the things I look forward to. If we're we given the opportunity to get out that far, that's when I believe we'll have made it. Like where we'll nice. be a, a, a company that people know, a brand people know, and, and have impact in the category. That, that's awesome. Okay. In closing, I know you're a busy guy. Since the name of the show is Dominate Your Market, and that's the name of my book, can you give our listeners a strategy that's working for you right now to gain market 
share. What are you doing now that's helping you gain market share? I don't know about market share, but I will say as far as if you want a distribution expansion, I would say you got to keep your name clean. It's that's with goes with anything. And what I mean by that is just be a good person. It's I know people that's a given. It's not go look around like people are really struggling these days and it's hard to stay committed to just being a good person each day in and day out, no matter what you're facing. And the reason I say that is because to get more expansion or you're saying dominate your market, I don't know about dominating, but to get act, to get some opportunity and more opportunity than the next guy or gal, I would say when you walk in those meetings, having a good name to you is really important. People saying, I know that guy, Mark, I've heard of him, or I, somebody was telling me something about him, or he helped this other person that goes a long way. So just be kind. So so personal brand, it seems like a lot of people are now, I used to call it hiding behind their company, hiding behind their website, like the founders, the owners, you get on the website and you look everywhere. Where are they? Who started this thing? What's the story? They're nowhere. So it seems like with social media and even LinkedIn for that matter, people are stepping out more in front. So would you say personal brand from the founder, the owner, CEO, that's critical moving forward? I don't think it's critical, but it definitely helps. There's nothing like having a a personal connection to somebody rather than a brand. Brands work all the time though, right? If you establish something really creative and you can hit home with it, it works. But at the same time, it's nice to know who's behind a brand, at least to get the first interactions going, get that first trial going. I'm just a big fan of that. Oh, that's awesome. Mark, thank you so much for your time. If people want to find out about you and the company, can you just give us some information, some websites, if you want LinkedIn, whatever you want. Iwinorganics.com and you can find all the store locator there because we're in a lot of stores across the country. So check us out there. And I'm on LinkedIn, Mark and Mark Samuel. Awesome. Mark, thank you so much. I appreciate it, bud. Thank you. Bye. You've just listened to the Dominate Your Market podcast with CEO business consultant and author, Michael Peterson. Growth-minded CEOs hire Michael to explode their revenues, build an amazing company, and create a transformational mindset that encapsulates growth, success, and ultimately, happiness. His book, Dominate Your Market, is creating quite a stir in the marketplace. Go to dominateyourmarketbook.com and get your first chapter free.